All right. Still talking about life. Last week, we were talking about uh, roll. You got to roll with it. Sometimes life is rough. You got to keep rolling. But now, life is changed for the better. And we're going to talk about Rahab and how Rahab, who was a, she was a prostitute, um, and how she changed her life for the better. And she went from hoeing to being a wife and a mother and a part of the bloodline of Jesus Christ. She was one of the mothers that led up to his birth. That's a miraculous change because they tell you all the time, you can't turn a hole into a housewife. Apparently you can. <laughs> Leading up with the Lord. Notice it's kind of small, but I'm going to read it. It's a lot of reading, um, but it's, it's, it's pertinent to the story. Joshua 2, verses 9 through 14, and then verses 17 through 21. I know the Lord has given you this land. This is Rahab talking to the two, the two, um, two um, warriors of, of Israel. She told them, we are afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. How Jesus, God parted the Red Sea. And we know what you did to Sihon and Og and the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and earth below. She just made a declaration. She said, uh, I won't come over that side because y'all the bomb and we gonna get killed if I stay over here. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters and all their families. We offer our own lives as guarantee for your safety. The men agree. She just made a covenant agreement with these two Israelite men. She said, when y'all come, y'all come here to take over. When y'all crap, y'all, y'all. Crush the walls of Jericho, spare my family. Because she's hiding them in her house right now while the king is looking for them. We said, we know the men in here. We're looking for them. We want to kill them before they get back home. She's hiding them, and she's making a covenant with them right now. She don't even know. No, she, at the time, she didn't know what was going to happen. She knew she would get married after this. But she is changing her family's life, her family's dynamic right now as she's speaking by making this covenant with them. She didn't even know this was divinely ordained. But God knows. If you don't betray, the men agree. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us the land. So if God says you can have it, can't no man tell you you can't have it. Before they left, the men told her, we will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. Okay, it's parameters around there, right? When we come into the land, you must leave this scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. And all your family members, your father, your mother, brothers, and all your relatives must be here inside the house. So you can't be hanging out outside the house. You can't be around the corner. You can't be at the liquor store or two, two blocks away. You got to be in here when we invade. But if anyone had... Let, oh, excuse me. Hold on. If they go out into the street and are killed, it will not be our fault. But if anyone lays a hand on people inside this house, we will accept the responsibility for their death. 
If you betray us, however, we are not bound by this oath in any way. Things I accept, uh, I accept your terms, she replied. And she sent them on the way, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the window. So she just made a covenant with God's people. So they say, hey, don't kill us. Save my, me and my whole family. They said, because you helped us, we're going we gonna to agree to this. She just saved her whole lineage. So the people of Jericho got wiped out. God, when God say wipe them out, he need wipe them out. Everybody got to die. But not Rahab and family. Life has a way of turning your status, your position, your behavior, your calling, your purpose around in such a way you can't be recognized by the ones who knew you before your conversation, your conversion. Before you, if you go back to high school and and see some of those people that you that was back then, they would probably wouldn't recognize you. Man, you really changed. Yeah, I did. I grew up. I ain't the same. I'm not 16 no more. 34. God has a way of using our circumstances to fulfill his divine purpose. See, if you think stuff is happening to you, no, it's happening for you. There are some things in our lives that are uncomfortable. I told that story before how I had to have that MRI done on my hip, and I was petrified of needles. And when that lady came out that room with that, that needle, it looked like a knife. It looked like a knife to me. Ain't no way there was no needle. Needle was about three feet long. It really wasn't that big. But it looked it, to me it did. And they got me on that table. And I know I need this, I need to have this done because they need to see how much damage has been done inside my hip. And lady was so patient. I, I thank God for her. I don't, I don't even remember her name. And the nurses are standing around and the doctor comes in. She's she's coke. She walk, she just she was you I can tell she was a good woman. She she knew what to do. She walked me through everything. She said, You fine? She fine. She talked, she's lower the tone, talking all soft. She, 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 I was hyperventilating on that table. I said, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I hate needles. I hate needles. Okay. And I'm sitting there. And I got, I'm laying on, I guess, the, the, little, the pad or whatever I'm laying on. A bit, I had that thing in my hand. I could have ripped that pad in half. With one hand. That's how, when you're scared, you're strong. You are. Do all that. Finish up. I, I felt the pressure. She put the, uh, what call it, contrast in. You know, did the MRI. MRI was the worst part. I was sitting there for like an hour. I feel like forever. Um, did all of that. Got the test done. I went to church to testify. I cried then too. Uh, <laughs> you know, it told her. That's the, but you know what though? That circumstance was part of my purpose. It was uncomfortable. Got over that fear of needles though. I did. As a matter of fact, because of that accident, I go to the doctor yearly. I wouldn't go on at all before. Shots, not me. That's not my portion. <laughs> we don't do that here. But now, that I started realizing, I said, man, hey, you know, life is precious. And I ain't got into back-to-back car accidents and got a bad back after the situation. I better take care of myself if I want to be here for a while. Especially now that I have four children instead of the two. Because the, all of them need me, but the young ones need me too. And I don't want to check out early because I'm too honorary and too afraid to go get a doctor's appointment checked up, get my blood work checked, to make sure I'm healthy. So even though those situations hurt, 
Yeah, I got a bad back out of it. I'm healthy. Rahab was a hoe. I'm not finna sugarcoat that for nobody. She's a hoe. She's an ex hoe though, okay? Ex. Previous. Before. She sold herself for money. But after hearing the stories of how the, how the God of, of the Israelites brought them out of Egypt and conquered everything and everyone in their path, Rahab saw a new beginning when those men came into her city. She saw an opportunity. She said, oh, there's a bad God out there. I need to get on that, bag, that, that gravy train. Now, she might not have said it like that, but in her heart, she said, they're going to kill us all. I need to get ahead of this. And she did. Whether she knew or not, she began to fulfill a purpose she never even knew about. Hiding strangers in her closet. That's probably why they called her a hoe. She probably wasn't even doing nothing. <laughs> you got them men up in your room. You know how folks talk. Especially old heads. They just be talking. You don't even know the whole story. Mm -hmm. I know what I saw. You didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. They came out your house. And what they do in the house? I, 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 you shut up. You don't know. You don't know. They could have been a repairman. You don't know. Isaiah 43, 19. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry Wasteland. You thought your bad decisions couldn't lead to anything positive, didn't you? Like they say, two wrongs don't make a right. That's true in, in man's eyes. That's not true in God's eyes. God can turn anything into a positive, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. You thought your bad decisions couldn't lead to anything positive. Then you had an encounter with God, and he showed you something that opened your eyes. Hope. Hope is like this, this stair, this stair, this, this ladder leading up into this, up into this room with light in a room full of darkness. It's dark where you at, but the moment you saw that light, you you couldn't get up that ladder fast enough. That's like when you in the basement and you turn them lights off and you try to get upstairs before the darkness hits you, because you you know there's hope in the kitchen where the light is on at. Oh yeah. Every kid in did that. You did, that's how you realize you could jump stairs. You could leapfrog five stairs in one leap. It's amazing what you can do when you're scared. <laughs> hey, I'm I, I, I talking about myself. If I'm not, if not anything, I know. Boy, I can get up them stairs, Jack. What butt bag leg? What bag back? <laughs> Maybe we didn't have to sell our bodies to make ends meet, but we've all been in hopeless situations. Will it ever get any better? I'm tired. I'm alone. I'm angry. I'm lost and can't find my way. And just like that, a doorway opens to shed light on your dark, hopeless life. And his name is Jesus. It's a mathematical fact that two negatives make it positive. So even under adverse circumstances, think positive. Your circumstances don't dictate your outcomes. They don't. 
They don't. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Rahab is so much like us. Her profession was different, but she too needed a change for the better. There is a point in your unsaved life where you just couldn't stand any more of the same old dead life. We all hit that point, and in that moment, we cry out. And I thank God that he hears a sinner ready to repent and turn it all around. That's when God hears a sinner, when they're ready to repent. If you ain't ready to repent, he ain't listening to you. Your sinner's prayer ain't going nowhere. It just ain't going nowhere. That's why I like Pop out here. He said, that's, I stands all I can stands, and I just can't stands no more. He can't stands no more. That's the truth. But that's that's the part you have. You see, I had this conversation years ago about um, hitting rock bottom. And I was not saved. But I had, I had this. I was in the street. But I had this understanding already. And I, and I was trying to explain to this to the saint. And he wasn't. He just wasn't understanding. Oh, well, you should just. You should catch them. And you should lift them up. And I said, dude. If somebody is free falling with no parachute, how you going to catch them? How? You going to kill yourself in the, prayer, in the process. No, no. See, this is what I have. I, I understand this when I got saved. The reason why they free falling is because it's finally hit them. Whatever is, was going on finally hit them and it knocked them out. And they're hitting the ground. And the reason why they falling so fast and they hit the ground is because that's exactly what God wants them. God wants to crush every ounce of pride and prejudice Amen. and any other thing you got that, that's going on that's going to exalt yourself higher than him so that he can make you over again. Because if you come to him as you are, the way you are, you're going to get dismissed. You can't come to Jesus. You can't come to God the Father dressed as my, as yourself. You better become. You better come looking just like Jesus Christ. Amen. He got to be stepping in front. Of him. He said, "He's mine, Lord. He's, he's with us. He's with us." If you don't get that. Woe unto you. I don't know how it's going to be set up, but if an elevator or the floor open up, <laughs> you, you ain't going to have nothing to grab on to. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. 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 Hold on. Wait. Wait. I can change. I can change. <laughs> I can change. No, you can't. You was supposed to change when you was down there. Amen. I said you was free falling. Then you started trying to climb back up. What are you doing? That's why I keep you don't get no pass. You don't get a pass. I gotta change just like everybody else. Why do you think what uh, what do I got? What do I get? I was I was still I was saved and still run out of gas. How do you run out of gas in the years 2000? The gas gauge is working. I didn't have no money. That's how. So I had to walk. I sometimes had to push it. Sometimes I had to roll it to get it to start. I'm no different from anybody else. We all have to change. We got to change. You can't stay the same. And you cannot think that you can just come up in there. That bothers me so much. Folks just coming in and just as they is. The same mentality. Why are you here? You can do... I wouldn't waste my time Sunday morning coming to church if I'm going to stay the same. That makes no sense. That's a waste of time. Waste of time. 
And it's like I was telling them, I said, they hit, they, God wants them to hit the, hit the floor so they can get better. But you're not going to get no better if you stay the same. You, you have to hit a point where, like, you know, I am trash. Maybe you won't say it that way because you're too classy, but you are definitely a hot mess. And I need to change. I, something is wrong with me. If you don't think there's nothing wrong with you, you're not going to change. And that's what I was trying to communicate to that, to that person at the time. I said, dude, who do you think you are? You think you're just going to catch, catch somebody? You can't even cast out a demon if the person don't want the demon to leave. Unless you Jesus. That's different. That's a different type of power. We don't get that. But still, yeah. Gotta get to a point where you just can't stand it no more. Sometimes we have to get sick. Sometimes we have to lose it all. Sometimes someone we love has to pass on for us to get out of the grave. We're resting in a sick change. Some people, you just be in there dead. Well, you know, I've been dead a long time. I don't think I should do nothing else. Can you just, what? That's, you what? You dead? And you don't think you should change? You don't want no life. You don't want no blood circulation. You haven't seen your feet in years. Really. We all saved, but now. But if you think back to when you were lost, ask yourself this question. No matter your circumstances, now, is your life better with Christ or without him? I know for a fact. If I'm backed up against the wall or backed up into a corner, and all I have is Jesus Christ in my heart. I can go to war with anybody and win. Amen. It ain't got to be no physical fight. It can be emotional. It can be uh, uh, mental. It can be whatever it is. Sickness, whatever it is. If I have Christ, I've already won. Amen. So I'm not worried about my circumstances dictating whether or not my situation is. Or how I'm going to. No, I'm, we, we don't worry about that stuff no more. That stuff is futile. That stuff is minuscule. Doesn't matter anymore. That's a little thing. Amen. Little Amen. thing. Amen. Kids ain't acting right. Little thing. Job cutting up. Little thing. Parents crazy. Little thing. Amen. Amen. Come on now. You got Jesus. Why we don't think like that on a regular basis? Heard a man say the other day, he said, if I gave you a million dollars right now, um, how would that make you feel? It make me feel real good. Real good. Okay, if I told you I give you $10 million right now, I'd make that feel Oh, that feel real good. If I told you you can get this $10 million right now, but you can't wake up tomorrow, what would you say? You get that money. What changed? Priorities changed. My life is worth more than that money. My relationship with Jesus Christ is worth way more than any of my circumstances and my situations. And that's what Rahab says. He said, you know what? I've been a whole too long. I'm aged out. <laughs> my hold'em days is over. <laughs> I can't hold no more. <laughs> God came right on time. Right on time. Changed the situation. She ain't had to do it. I can say no now. I ain't got to do it no more. Amen. I'm not under, them, I'm not under that, 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 that tent no more. Well, I, this is all I can do. You understand something. Maybe back then, women couldn't own stuff. 
So she had to, if a father was sick and he couldn't provide, her brothers and them couldn't do it. Or it wasn't, she had, somebody had to make some money. So you can, I mean, I'm joking about it, but we can look at the situation as, as, as an economic way. She had to pay her bills. She had to keep the roof over their head. So she did what she had to do. I'm not saying what it was doing was right. I'm saying she did what she thought was best at that time. But when something came that was better, she closed her legs, opened up her mouth, and saved the whole family. Amen. So often we look at others and it seems as if they are doing better than us, but under the surface, their lives are in ruins. Oh my goodness. Let me tell y'all something. You know who, who bothers, who, who really grinds my gears? These couples. <laughs> These couples. <laughs> oh, I love you more. Oh, I love you more. Oh, I love you more. Please, 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 get off me. I love you. I do. You know this. But that's not real. We don't do that. Amen. I'm hot. <laughs> the fan not circulating. <laughs> I got a toddler in my ribs. Stop that. What we going to eat? I'm hungry. Amen. The dog need to be walked. The dishes ain't washed. Other ones, other kids is cutting up. Help me, help me. Amen. You want to see that? You hugged up all. Oh, they're so cute. They so fake. They fake. It's not real. That's what I be talking about. Show me something real. Show me that that, that couple been married thirty eight years. Who don't even? They don't even make eye contact when they sit down to eat. That's beautiful to me. That's what? What? She don't even ask for how much. Let me get a taste. No, I don't need a taste. You already had it. You've had 38 years to get a taste. This is mine. <laughs> yes. Show me them. I sit down with them all. Can I buy them dessert, please? Please. Because they got some wisdom for me. Amen. You jokers over there in the trouble crossing arms, trying to eat. What that, what are, you, are you serious? I'm going to break your wrist trying to put that pie in her mouth. Stop it. No. No, 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 no. That stuff be real. I'm so sick. Why, why are we always talking? Why do we care about what other people say who don't like us anyway? Like, I don't care. Like, I don't get it. Why are you trying to prove that to somebody? And if one thing you shouldn't try to prove to anybody is your marriage relationship. You go home with her. She washed your drawers. She knows everything about you. She took all your change out your pocket and kept it. And didn't tell you about it. Amen. Amen. You eating that, the snacks you eating right now, you paid for. <laughs> didn't even know you did, did you? <laughs> yeah. And she, she, I shared with you. I loved you. Yeah. Because that's real. But these, these, these couples, man, well, come, come tell me nothing about what, talking about what you know what real love is. Well, but please, I will. No, I can't do that. But I will throw dirt on your little love thing, whatever you got. No. No. Go, go do it for a while. When things get tough, when things get hard, when things aren't so lovely, then come talk to me. Then we can talk about it. Because what it's gonna, what, all that love stuff that you're doing, and don't get me wrong, it, 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 it plays a part. I'm talking about it, but it does play a part. Eventually, your commitment has to come into play. If it, if you, are you really committed? Because I won't, you know, I've said it before, I won't marry anybody without 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 um counseling them at first. And a couple things is very, very simple. It ain't gonna be no three, four month thing. I'm, that's too long. Ain't nobody that strong. Three, four months. You crazy. Uh is divorce on the table? 
No? Okay, good. Um, your vows. Okay. Um, uh, have y'all already been intimate? Then you need to go get married today. Because you, 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 you playing with fire. You ain't that strong. None of us are. That marriage counseling, and people think it's like it's so complicated. Why are you asking all them questions? Why are you asking all them questions? You don't, why do you need to know? You already know how much debt you got. Okay, we can work with that. Okay. Oh, you believe in Jesus, right? Okay, cool. We great. We good. Let's wait for all of Jesus, not half of them. Okay. Amen. Good. All right. All right. Let's, let's be clear. You can't, you, you Christian all the time, not just on Sunday. All right. Okay, good. You know, yeah. Then you can start building a relationship. Then you can start building your foundation. Stuff like that, man. You, your, your commitment ain't there. You don't need, not, not, what you, what I'm going to you for? Just to do it? Just, to, just for a plate? No, I don't need to do that. Because I care about y'all souls. Especially when y'all start having kids that look like y'all. Because what's that? We, we, we just, we, we want different things. What? What? <laughs> different things? She talking about like dinner? You talking cars? Houses? You know, you you want a different person? What? After twenty years, mm. you better put a different wig on. You talk about different person? No. See, I don't, I don't have time for stuff like that. I don't have time for stuff like that because people are not interchangeable like that. It's not a type. You can't go from a size seventeen inch rim to a size twenty four. No, that ain't. That's not how life works. It's not people work that way. And that's what I'm. That's what I mean. You know, these people. You know, I, I kind of went away off topic. But they, out on the outside, they look perfect. On the underneath, they're rotten. They're rotten. They telling you, you look good. You look good. I look good. And they look, and inside, they, they go home crying in tears. I know too many women who are on anxiety medication just from their jobs. Their job. Job. I have a very, 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 very good um, um, response. An answer for that that'll cure all your problems. You ain't even got to pay me for this. I spell it for you. Q U I T. <laughs> Solved all your problems. Amen. All your. Well, how much is all? All, all is all, all is all, all me. I solved all your problems. Quit. Amen. 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 But 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 what you, what's the buts for? You sick. You're sick. Quit. Quit. Sell that car. Sell that jewelry you shouldn't have bought. Get rid of that I-14 iPhone. Get you the 12. Get get you a good year, a, a goodwill card. <laughs> do what you need to do, Amen. and go be healthy somewhere Amen. before your body starts rejecting you. Mm-hmm. That's too. That's too hard. I can't give it up. Why you can't give it up? That man said he will go to war for you. I just I, I can't. What? You got a warrior sitting right next to you. He, he is chewing on a piece of iron right now. He's strong. He's too strong. But you won't be healthy enough to stay with him. You won't go home sick. And guess who got to take care of your sick tail when you go home? Him. Because you won't let that go. Because you was told at such a young age that you had to have this. Or this, this is what makes you whole. Sad. 
Oh, men too. I tell a man, hey, bro, you know, you can get another job, but I won't make this much money. But your wife won't leave you. You ain't never home. That's, that's real talk. You don't understand. You got to pick a number and live by it. Maybe you can't make $100,000. You don't have that skill set to do that, but maybe you can make seventy-five. dollars 75 is a good living. Don't let them, them social media mess y'all up, man. Please. That stuff, it's hard work making 100K. It ain't easy. It costs you something. But anyway, they don't sleep. They can't eat. They have no peace. Only pain and hopelessness. Funny that's everything the devil has to offer because he's doomed. And what do miserable people want? Company. Company. That's why we have to declare the word when naysayers come. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. There, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And you don't revert back to Galatians 3.1. Foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you not to obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was openly set forth among you as crucified. Just because a negative comment came. Stay solidified. You got to stay the course. When stuff start getting rocky, stuff start getting crazy, people start coming out the woodwork, stay the course. Remember that you are made new. Don't revert back to who you used to be to fix your new problems. Stay the course. Worry about what other people is doing. That ain't your business. Get your business. When God throws you a lifeboat, don't ask for a life vest. We need to lighten the boat. You're a good team member, aren't you? Brother, there's sharks in the water. I don't want that vest. I'm staying in this boat. <laughs> you can get out. I'm staying right here. Go through the storms of life with a surety that he will see you through the end. God finishes what he starts. God has begun to change some of, you, of, us, some of us right now, and we haven't seen all the fruit of our labor yet. That little three little word mess people up. I just can't wait. I just can't wait. I just can't wait. You've been waiting for 25 years. What's one more year? What's one more? What's five bad years compared to 25 great years? You spent 12 years in school. You can't spend two years with him. Amen. <laughs> Men stupid. We have stupid moments. Sometimes we have stupid years. Let them work through it. Eventually, he's going to realize, this is stupid. <laughs> and he'll grow up and move on. Because he ain't trying to leave. Most men ain't trying to leave. It's not men that's leaving. It's women that's leaving. I know I keep going back to that, but men, I'm just, it's, 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 obviously you can tell it's been bothering me. It's, they, they just, they running away. Who told you you could go somewhere and do what? What are you going to do? Because you know what I keep hearing later on? Women who are in their late 40s or 50s say, I left a good man because I made more money than him. I made him feel bad. I told him he wasn't good for nothing. I told him he wasn't on my level. And now he married, moved on, and had buku kids, and I'm alone with two dogs, three cats, a bird, some goldfish, a, a car note, a mortgage I really can't pay now because I'm upside down on my, on my mortgage, and I wish I had that man back because he'd have told me to sit myself down somewhere. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> God has begun to change some of us right now, and we haven't seen all the fruit of our labor yet. 
But like a farmer ready to reap harvest, we have to wait for the right time. You gotta learn to wait. Learn how to wait. Like John Moreno said, he said, learn to wait in the, in the waiting room. While you in the waiting room, praise God, Will. Be thankful where you're at. Be content. Lord, I thank you anyhow. I got food on my table. I got a roof over my head. I got a job that pays the bills. Who said anything about liking your job? Where did that come from? I tell young men two things. Find something you can do that you might necessarily like but pays your bills and work on what you like to do at home. When what you like to do at home becomes, can pay your bills and take care of everything else, then you can switch over. Until then, keep working. Keep bagging them groceries because that check don't never bounce. The mother checks, they be bouncing. Take your time. Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we Amen. faint not. Amen. You can't quit. You can't quit. Rahab said, I need, I need, I need covenant. I need a guarantee. I don't, man, man, y'all get to blowing stuff up up in here. I need to be secured. So I'm going I'm to I'm tie this rope from this, from this lead so when y'all get here, hey, go past my house. And when folks start saying, well, Rahab, why they ain't attacking you? Hey, mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> we safe around here. <laughs> Now, women were not normally mentioned in the lineage of a family in those days, but Rahab was special. She married into a royal bloodline that will reign forever. Matthew 1 and 5. Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. He turned a hoe into a housewife. What? And they say God don't do miracles still. <laughs> Boaz was the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed was the father of Jesse. And Jesse was the father of David. David was the father of Solomon. And then you go down 14 more generations, was the father of Jesus Christ. Her bloodline was royalty. For the end of, end, for the end, end of all time, people will always read about what an ex-prostitute did and how her life changed forever. Her family's lives were changed forever. She had faith that God would keep her and her family safe when he came and it paid off tremendously. She saved her whole family, her whole family by making a change, by saying, you know what? The opportunity is coming. I got to take advantage of this. That God has been wiping folks out left and right. I need to get with him. And she, man, she did the doggone thing. She saved her family. And then she became royalty. They're going to always talk about Rahab. So anybody tell me you can't turn the whole into a housewife? No, that's a lie. That's a lie. God did it. Matter of fact, God did it more than once. How do I know? Brother Hosea. Because Gomer was a hot mess. <laughs> he had to go buy her back. He said, man, they ain't sold my chick. They Sheesh, girl, you're getting expensive. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you start off in the prison or the palace. When God walks through the door and offers you a new life, you'll either change or remain the same. You would think who wouldn't change for Christ? Well, Judas was with, with Jesus for three years. He didn't change. Pharisees were, with, were listening to him for, for multiple years. They didn't change. The sad UCs were there for multiple years and they definitely didn't change. 
So, I evidently, even if God came to us right now, it still would be an individual choice to make a change. It doesn't matter what he said. It doesn't matter what he's going to do. He could heal everybody of every, of every sickness right now. People still wouldn't follow. It's just what it is. It's a choice. That's why nobody forces you to get saved. I don't I, I never, I, that's why I never understood that. That's why I never couldn't get with it when I was a kid. I said, "How you telling me to go do it? It's not me doing it. That's me just following directions." But if I'm reading this correctly, he said I have to willfully choose him. And if I'm not willfully choosing him, then I ain't really saved. So I'm just in here. Yeah, I'm being obedient. But when the push comes to shove, he's gonna be like, "I never knew you. I don't want to hear that. I did what my mama told me to do." Okay, you grown now. Amen. Been gone for 50 years. Amen. Your mama been gone. You ain't got to know me all in. I was doing what she said. No, 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 no. You have to choose me. We all have to accept the change. It's not forced on anyone. Matthew 13, verse 23. The seed cast on good earth is the person who hears and takes in the news and then produces a harvest beyond his wildest dreams. That's what a seed of change would do for you. Get that in your heart, man. You got to wait for it to manifest, obviously. So you got to plant it. You got to water it. And wish the God get an increase. But you got to be waiting. It's not how you start. But it is how you finish. If we don't let the good seed of change take root in our hearts, you won't reap the fruit that good seed provides. It will either be stolen from you or uprooted because you didn't allow it to get death in your soul. Proverbs 13, 12. This is the message. <laughs> that message Bible was on it. It was on it when I was studying this week. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a sudden good break can turn life around. Sometimes all you need, Rahab got her one good break. Like they say, I got my big break. She got hers. Turn her whole life around. Change her life for the better. Her for the better. She had she didn't have kids out of wedlock. Nope. Her son was not a bastard. He was a son who had his father right there. She did it the right way. Her past all of a sudden wiped away. She wasn't Rahab the harlot anymore. She wasn't Rahab the prostitute. Rahab the whore. She was Rahab the wife. The mother. <laughs> the descendant of Jesus Christ. Man, from a little bit of the old seed of change that came. And people think, oh, man, you, you got to do something big. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. It's the little stuff. That one, that one decision to go left versus right changed your whole life. You went left, God was there. You went right, the devil was right there waiting on you. Because that's your normal pattern. You normally go right. But someday something told you to go left. You went that way. That's not my left. That's my right, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah. When God comes, when God come, when God came and got me, I was broken. I was broke. I was, I, we wasn't even poor. We was poor. We couldn't afford the O and the R. And my wife had a piece about her that I couldn't understand. And I, and then that moment, I said, I got to get that. So when the situation like that happened again, I can feel just like she feel. Got saved. Turned it all around. Did my circumstances change all of a sudden? Nope. We still was broke. 
<laughs> we love, we, 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 we couldn't afford to be lovey dovey. We had to stay warm. Girl, please. Yeah. Gotta go to work. Gotta take care of our kids. And then the one that was coming. God changed. He did a marvelous thing. And, Amen. And you look back on that stuff, you said, look, God did that. God did that. He changed it all. Who do I, why, do, why do I have to be complaining? I got nothing to complain about. Absolutely nothing. I think, man, the story, it's such a simple story, but you don't understand how powerful it is, how it applies to us. That's us every day. It's some, God, it's some holes on exchange right now. They've hopeless. What if God sent somebody right now to just change their life around? I ain't got to do this no more? Throw all them old underwear out? All I'm just playing. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what they wear. Whatever. Um, but just being able to make it, to pivot from what you've done before to something new. I'm new. I ain't got to do that no more. My life is making. I don't. What, what, what do you want? Don't we all want the opportunity? I tell anybody, if you let me in a room, it's on. It's on. You get you. If there's a spot at the table, it's over. If God give me an opportunity to get into heaven just by believing and following Him, done. Dunsky, you can call you say it anyway, whatever language you want. Write my name, Jack, because I'm in there. You ain't whatever erase me, because I've tasted and seen how the Lord is good, man. And that's what I want for y'all. And I want for everybody. Taste and see how the Lord, how good the Lord is. Try him. Cry out, Lord, I'm tired of my stinking situation. I've had enough. I'm free falling. And when I hit this bottom, I know it's going to be you to pick me up. I don't want my circumstance. I don't want the things that made me feel better about it when I had it before. I want you to pick me up and show me how to do this. Amen. Father God, thank you for the word. Thank you, Father, for a new, a new change, a new life. A new, new decisions, new morals, Father, new, uh, a new standard, Father, to live, to love, to learn how to walk and act like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that we have an advocate, and we're not worried about the accuser of the brethren, but we have the advocate, Father, who goes before the Father, <coughs> praying for us daily. So, Lord God, we are thankful that you have made a change in our lives for the better. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen.